Welcome. You are now listening to a Wrestling with Worldwide edition of A Gentleman's Briefly. Today, we are going to discuss and review WrestleMania 39. We're going to talk about both days. We're going to just sum it up real, real quick. Now, I'm going to try and keep it tight. I know Jordan's kind of mad. You know, he's kind of stickler on how long we go on these things. But if we're talking about wrestling, baby, I, I get excited when we start talking about wrestling. Okay, so we might go a little over. We'll see. But basically what we're going to do today is we're going to go through. It was, two day, it was two days of WrestleMania, obviously. So we're going to talk about day one, each match of, of day one. Then we're going to skip over to day two, talk about each match there. And then we'll kind of sum it up at the end. So pretty basic. You good? All right, cool. All right. So first match of WrestleMania. First of all, let's talk about the aesthetics. The, the stage, beautiful. It was a SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles. It was WrestleMania Hollywood. Hollywood was the theme. They really did a good job of keeping it that way, like making you feel like, oh, man, this is WrestleMania is always special. But this one had an extra little oomph to it because we're in L.A. We're playing to the entertainment, you know, uh, area that is Hollywood. And that that's perfect for wrestling. There's no better place for wrestling to be. Uh, there's other great cities, Chicago, uh, New York, Madison Square Garden, many other places that are outstanding for wrestling venues. But L.A., like at WrestleMania, doesn't get much bigger than that. So speaking of Hollywood, our first match is John Cena versus Austin Theory for the United States Championship. Um, I thought, let me be honest, I like John Cena. Not the biggest fan of him. I know many people who are huge fans of him. Uh, he's good. He's outstanding. He's in the Mount Rushmore conversation. He isn't on mine. Just, just want to make that clear. He isn't on mine. However, he is a GOAT. Like, we can't got to respect how what he's done. And speaking of Hollywood, obviously, he's done great things in Hollywood as well. But so he's kind of doing WWE a favor here by even attaching his name to a match, even attaching his name to this WrestleMania. So he kind of did a favor for Austin Theory uh, by attempt, by participating in this match. The match honestly wasn't great. Um, you can kind of tell Cena wasn't all the way in it. I feel like Cena. I've seen Cena like this isn't the first time Cena has has, uh, you know, helped a younger guy get over. Like he's done it plenty of times. AJ Styles, Shinsuke Nakamura, uh, plenty of Roman Reigns, uh, Brock Lesnar, like plenty of guys he's helped get over and has allowed them to beat him. Right. But the difference between those instances and, and this uh, this uh, match with Austin, with Austin Theory was like today in this match, he seemed like he was kind of phoning it in, right? It was kind of like, all right, let me just get this match over with. He didn't just total sandbag it, but he definitely, he definitely didn't sell like he usually sells. He definitely didn't, like he didn't even do it. Hey, like he didn't even do his finishers. Like he just did. You can't see me. Like that was it. He didn't, you know, he didn't do a ton of different stuff, right? He got hit with one finisher and that was it, you know? So he kind of, you could kind of tell it was just like, hey, let me go in there. I, you know, respectfully, I'm going to get in and get out, you know. And so when in other cases we're against Shinsuke Nakamura, against AJ Styles, against CM Punk, like he's had classic matches. Even if he's lost, he's had classic matches to the point to where the person he's going against looks better when they leave the match. 
right? When he went against AJ Styles, AJ Styles looked 10 times better after he left. Same thing with Shinsuke Nakamura, same thing with many, many others, Roman Reigns, others. In this match, I mean, in this case, Austin Theory wins. He re- uh, retained his U.S. Uh, championship, but he didn't look much better. Like, he didn't look like he deserved to win. He didn't look like, oh, man, like, damn, you whooped John Cena's ass. Like, okay, you're, you're a real deal. I didn't feel that way when, when the match was over. Um, I just thought it was kind of basic. Um, I, I think Austin Theory can really go in the ring. I think he's really talented. But it's just something about him, something about this character I just can't connect with, right? He's just the pompous, you know, um, good-looking guy who WWE usually pushes. And he just – but he just doesn't have that it factor for some reason or another. Um, I kind of hope – so I liked Austin Theory when he was in NXT. When he was in NXT, he was more funny. He was, he was, he was dumb, but he was funny. He was sort of a Matt Riddle type. And that, like, he was dumb, but he was he was funny. He was asking stupid questions. It was funny, though. He was with Johnny Gargano with The Way. It was hilarious. But in this whole, like, cocky, I'm the, na- I'm the now type of thing, I'm the U.S. champ, blah, it just ain't, ain't, like, people see right through it. And John Cena literally the week before or so on SmackDown or Raw, which I forgot which one, he's, he basically told him, like, come on, man, like, the fans can see right through you. Like, we, we know you're not that guy. And so that kind of undercut this match. This match, I give a five out of ten. wasn't great. Um, definitely forgettable, um, but solid open. Obviously, John Cena hit the when his music hit, the crowd went crazy. So that, I guess that was worth it alone. Um, next match, we had a four way tag match. Excuse me if I do not remember all these tag teams. Oh no, no, no! This is the four four way uh, men's tag tag team match. So we had the Viking Raiders, Street Profits, Braun Strowman, and Ricochet. And then we had, damn, who's my fourteen? Damn, that is sad. I forgot about that. But this was a really good match. This was an outstanding match. I thought, like, the fact that they pulled this off was amazing because it was kind of a, it was kind of like one of those matches where you see it and you go, ah, like it wasn't great. Like, am I really excited about a four way tag match? Not really. But in actuality, it's like. No, these dudes delivered. In the time they were given, they delivered, right? Like, they they put on, like, Street Profits, amazing. Uh, Viking Raiders are always really good. They're really underrated. Um, and they're big guys who can move, who can do some different things. They've had classic, classic taxi matches in uh, NXT back in the day. So you know they can go. Uh, again, Street Profits, outstanding. Braun Strowman and Ricochet are surprisingly like a cool little tag team, right? Braun Strowman's a huge, big old dude, um, bigger than Brock Lesnar. But then you got Ricochet, who's kind of a smaller Rey Mysterio type. There's a really cool like juxtaposition there to where you can see like a big guy doing some some cool things. And that was the cool thing about this match. Like you saw Braun Strowman jumping off the top rope. Like that was, that was cool. Like nobody saw that coming. Like Brock, he damn near fell. Like, literally, he was on there, and he almost slipped. But uh, it was a great moment. Um, that match really delivered for me. Like, I thought that was a really fun one. I thought that they really, like, you know, you could tell the guys got together and were like, this is some bullshit, man. They're giving us 15 minutes. Like, they're giving us 10 minutes, 15 minutes to have a good match. Like, what is this? Like, for WrestleMania? Like, they threw this together last minute. But then you could tell the guys were like, all right, if they're going to do this, we get, like, if we're going to get the short end of the stick, let's at least put on an outstanding match. Let's at least put on a great match. And so these guys, man, 
they really went out there and killed it. Like, and that, and it kind of showed how great tag team wrestling can be. Like, tag team wrestling, when done well, is nothing like it. It really isn't. Like, the pops you get when someone uh, gets tagged in, so many different, and it was a four way tag match. So you had people, you had action going on the whole time, right? It wasn't boring at all. It was hard hitting from the jump. Um, so yeah, a really good match. I give this one like a seven, seven uh, out of ten. Really good for the time that were allotted, and yeah, uh, surprisingly, Street Profits won. So they might be a contender moving forward. We'll see. Um, but. I thought they might give it to Braun and Ricochet just because they've been pushing them a lot lately. Lately, and you know, Braun's kind of a fan. At least you know, kids and stuff like to watch Braun Strowman wrestle. I'm not necessarily in that bucket, but anyways, next match we have Seth Rollins versus Logan Paul. Seth Rollins versus Logan Paul. Um, so we have. So what we have here is. Um, Now, with Logan Paul, the cool thing is Logan Paul can actually – the cool thing about Logan Paul is he can actually wrestle, right? And so you didn't go into this going, oh, this is just some another celebrity match. Uh, you definitely thought, okay, we might get a really good match out of this. And they delivered. Like, anybody – you put anybody in the ring with Seth Rollins, he's going to make it a good match. Like, that's just the type of talent he is. And uh, I'm sure he felt, you know, short – Got the short end of the stick again. Once again, he's getting a WrestleMania match that's cool, entertaining. Obviously, people want to see Seth Rollins. But, you know, Seth Rollins wants to be – he wanted to be at the end of the night, too, against Roman Reigns. You know what I mean? He has those type of goals. So, I'm sure he had a chip on his shoulder coming into the match thinking, all right, like these dudes keep giving me, you know, middle of the car type matches – and I keep stealing the show, but I keep getting middle of the car type matches. So, um, but yeah, in this case, Seth and Logan had a really good match, uh, really athletic, uh, showed off Logan Paul's skills, showed off how good of a like heel potential dude has. Like, dude is amazing in the ring already. Um, Seth really showed up as well. I'm really glad Seth got the win um, because I think he deserved a WrestleMania moment. Like last year, he lost to Cody Rhodes, who came back uh, in a surprise, I guess, surprise um, appearance. But he lost that match. So it's kind of like he hasn't had like a WrestleMania moment. Um, Seth hasn't really had in a couple of years. So it's cool to see him have a moment again and kind of start his momentum for the after WrestleMania journey. Right. And hopefully he can get backed into the title picture. Um so in that match, I'd give it a solid seven and a half as well. I thought they killed it. I thought Logan looked – basically both guys look good coming out. Logan Paul looked like a guy who could hang with Seth Rollins for a solid amount of time at WrestleMania. Like that is a win for him. And then obviously Seth getting the W, getting the WrestleMania win, he'll be fine no matter what. But obviously – also his drip game, his, his, his game, his interest was fire. Like his interest was amazing. So – yeah, I give that match about a seven and a half as well. Next match, damage damage control. In a, in a, this is a six man, six woman tag team match. Damage control versus uh, Lita, Becky, and Trish Stratus. Right, a lot of big names in this match. But let's be honest, wasn't very good. Uh, kind of boring. Kind of got better at the end. I think 
the 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 issue with this match was I think they kind of sacrificed the quality of the match for the you know for the billboards for the names right you got Lita Trish Stratus let's be I got to be honest here Lita's washed Lita is washed she's amazing she's I want to see her in the WWE in some capacity but not wrestling she's just not that good like the whole match you could kind of tell the other damage control was trying to make up for her like miscues and her timing wasn't great. Her athleticism wasn't there. Um, she did a moonsault, which is cool, but like everything else that athleticism that was required in the match, she just didn't have. Trish looked good. Trish looked amazing. Uh, Trish could work tomorrow. Trish could wrestle tomorrow, Monday on Raw and be fine. Like she looked really good. Uh, damage control looked solid. Um, but damage control took another L. Becky, uh, Lita, and Trish win the match. Uh, damage control once again taking an L. They got a bunch of L's, and so I'm hoping that they break up damage control. Let or at least let Bailey and let Bailey be the mentor to Dakota Kai, who's really good. Let them two like form a tag team. You can have you can add another tag team to the women's tag team division, and then let Eo Sky. Go do her thing. That girl needs an ISO. Like, she's amazing. She probably, honestly, pound for pound, she might be the best female wrestler they have in the company. But she's kind of being overshadowed with this whole, like, damage control thing. Like, anytime that woman touches a ring, it's an amazing match. Like, she does everything picture perfect. And I hate to pick pick at the women's division, but they only got, like, four great wrestlers. And then everybody else is kind of like, ugh. I don't know. Like, it's a lot of miscues, a lot of stuff that's like, okay, you're a vet. This shouldn't be happening. It's a lot of that. And their matches are very robotic and very, it's just not good. Um, So out of like top five or six, it's like, man, this match is boring. So I think any, anytime they can have a a, a talent like Eel Sky, you need to rush her to the, to the singles division and and maybe fight for a championship or have a few, a non-title few with somebody, something. Her and Oscar can have a few. That's a cool way to like get her over. Um, but yeah, I'm just hoping EO Scott gets some shine because she's amazing. Uh, but that for that six women tag match, I give it a six out of ten. It went, it went good. Actually, probably five. Yeah, probably five. I'm being honest here. All right. Um, next match, Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte for the women's for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Amazing match. That match was really good. It's probably the best match Rhea's ever had. And Rhea's had some really good ones. Charlotte as well. I'm not a huge Charlotte fan, but she brought it. She brought it in this match. I, I, I'm a huge Rhea Ripley first person, so I was super excited for her that she finally got a WrestleMania moment. Like she's been building all year with Judgment Day and Dominic and all these other guys, and basically being the leader of a, a faction, which is dope to see a female a leader of a faction mainly of men. Like that's cool to see. And it wasn't just like this, you know, Rhea isn't, isn't just like this sultry, like super sexy. No, she's like presenting herself as someone who will whoop your ass, man or woman. She will whoop your ass. So that's dope to see. And so Rhea killed it in this match. Like her and Charlotte, they just had it like some wrestlers, like they just have chemistry and they just, for some reason, it just, whenever they get in the ring together, it just works. And with those two, that's the case. And they were in this case, they were given a long amount of time and they had a crowd to to go with. Last time they went against each other was COVID. Wasn't that it was a good match. Very good match. But there was no crowd. So it was kind of hard to judge. Right. But in this case, 
like think about it. like these are two big athletic girls beating the hell out of each other. Like it was amazing to see. And that's kind of my issue with the rest of the division. A lot of times they don't let these girls like beat each other up. Like you could tell they're like, like obviously in wrestling, you're supposed to hold your punch a little bit. But these girls be like blatantly like, they're like, Doug, they don't even look like you tried to punch her. Whereas in this match with Rhea and Charlotte, these girls were knocking each other's heads off. And we loved it. Like, like straight up, we loved it. So this match was really good. Uh, it had some really good spots. The finisher, uh, Riptide off the top rope, that was dope. That was really dope. And it was cool that, like, if you watch it, the highlights, Rhea Ripley got Charlotte in the Riptide, and she, like, whispers thank you to her and then hits her with the move and finish and pins her one, two, three. But that was kind of, like, a cool, like, you know, hey, like, kayfabe, like, real life. I appreciate you for giving me this opportunity, for allowing me to beat you. To Charlotte, because it could have easily caused some drama, because it could have easily went to Triple H or Vincent Man and be like, no, I'm not losing this belt, blah, blah, blah. But she was like, no, I want the division. I want the next generation to be as good and as held in high regard like I am. And she believes in Rhea, so she gave her the opportunity. So that was really cool. I'm glad to see Rhea get the win. She's a champion. Now she won the championship, so I'm excited to see what her reign is going to be. And I, I'm excited to see her, like, lead the Judgment Day with the title belt. Like, that'll be cool to see. Um, so, yeah, that match, I'm giving 8 out of 10. Really good match. All right, next one. We got um, Rey Mysterio versus Dominic. Amazing, bro. Amazing. Dominic comes out. You know, if you know Dominic's story, Dominic Mysterio, he's the son of Rey Mysterio, but he's kind of went against his dad, called his dad a, you know, a terrible father and was never there for him as a kid. Dominic ended up going to jail, county jail for like a night. So now, but his whole gimmick is acting like he went to prison and acting like he was a big dog in prison. But this dude really just went to jail for like a night. So that's kind of what's funny about it. But he comes out and he's in like a, he's presented like he's in a, in a van, a prison van and being transported to the ring by some prison guards and stuff. It was hilarious. It was pretty good. It was a really cool interest. He had his Ray, uh, another Ray Mysterio mask on, so it was kind of more like disrespect towards the dead. Uh, but man, Ray's entrance, bro, might be, I'll say his top two entrance of the entire WrestleMania event. So first of all, he comes out to uh, Snoop Dogg. Ain't nothing but a Jeep thing, baby. Like comes out, Snoop Dogg is driving a lowrider. Ray Mysterio's in the passenger seat, right? Comes out. Midway through, though, Eddie Guerrero's music hits, bro. I damn near got a tear in my eye. And then you saw Eddie's, like, video montage in the back on the big, like, WrestleMania big-ass big, big -ass screens. Bro, I haven't heard, I haven't heard uh, Eddie's music in so long. I, I, like, I didn't even really thought about that. Like, I've seen tribute videos to him and all these different things, highlights of him but never like really listen to his music back again. And so to hear that hit, bruh, it hit the crowd different. It hit them different. And then mid, then they cut it and then they hit the regular 619, booyaka, booyaka, 619, like the regular Ray Mysterio music. And so it was an outstanding entrance, man, like really cool. And it was cool to see Ray, you know, how many more WrestleManias does Ray have? Who knows? Dude is like 83 years old, but still amazing at wrestling. So um, he came out. They had a really fun match. Uh, Bad Bunny was in, was involved in the match. He helped Ray. Like, he didn't, like, cheat, but he, like, made sure Dom didn't cheat to beat Ray, So which was cool. 
uh, to add that element into it. But yeah, Ray comes out with the vi- victory. I thought the the match was was solid, but I thought the presentation around the match was amazing. Like Dominic uh, Ray's uh, wife and daughter was sitting next next to the ring, and like Dominic was over there talking shit to him, and uh, Dominic's mom slapped him because she was talking crazy. So like everything around the match was amazing. That kind of enhances. So to me, this match gets an eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. Now, the final match of the night, of day one, WrestleMania 39, day one. One of the greatest stories in wrestling ever, all time. We had Sami Zayn, the star, the year of Sami Zayn, the superstar of the year. And then we had Kevin Owens as a tag team versus the Usos. This is the Usos who are now the undisputed tag team champions. So this matches to see who's going to be, who's going to win that. Are the Usos going to retain the titles or are Sammy and KO finally going to win a tag team championship together in WWE? But honestly, the most important thing is that will Sammy and KO finish this, finish this story, finish this beef they've had with the bloodline and the Usos specifically. And man, this match delivered, bro. First of all, the entrances, amazing, right? Even the Usos, really cool entrance, right? Oh, shit. Maybe once, two, three, two. Like, their, their entrance is always fire. Like, I listen to that when I work out. Like, it's, it hits. Um, but, yeah, man, just seeing Sammy and KO come out, them dudes been friends since fucking day When I say day one, I mean, like, they started wrestling together in some, like, auditorium in Montreal, Canada, and now they're coming out together in WrestleMania Hollywood in the main event of WrestleMania Day 1? Like, that's crazy, bro. And so you could see on their faces, they were aware of how far they came. That's called always a cool thing to see is, like, to see someone realize in real time, like, how the hell did I end up this blessed? You know what I mean? So these dudes came out you could tell the emotion was on their face. The taxi match was amazing. It was literally a picture perfect taxi match. Wasn't no, it wasn't no cheating. Wasn't no a little like shenanigans. It was just a perf, picture perfect textbook uh, taxi match. Again, showing off how beautiful taxi wrestling is. I'm talking to you, Vince McMahon, you idiot who doesn't like taxi wrestling. This is why it should always be a priority because of this match right here. It was amazing. And the finish, man, the finish damn near gave me chills thinking about it now. So Sammy, if you know the story of Sammy entering the bloodline, proving he loves and, and cherishes the bloodline and the bloodline never really trusting him enough to fully give him that like acceptance. They accepted a little bit, but never fully gave it to him. And then they kept trying to have him prove his loyalty to the, loyalty to the bloodline by hurting his best friend, his damn near blood brother, Kevin Owens. So in this match, he's teamed up with Kevin Owens against the Blue Usos. So there, there's like this relationship dynamic going around. And so to, to end the match, him and Jay, Sammy and Jay, uh, uh, Uso, those two kind of been like the breakout stars of this whole thing, right? Like, yeah, Roman is Roman. Like, Roman is fine. We know Roman is the GOAT. The superstar, we get that. But in this case, the two breakout characters have been Sami Zayn and Jay Uso. So to finish it, to have 
Sammy hit Jay with the uh, Haluga kick, not once, not twice, but he goes it for the third time. But before he hits the third time, he like takes a moment and he like looks at him and like, you could tell it was kind of a finale, finale moment in his head. Like, I finally, I finally get to end this thing, right? This, this person who's turned his back on me numerous times, who hated me, who then loved me, and then betrayed me again. I get to now finish it, and I get to take these belts off of him. He hits him with the hula kick the third time. And ends it, man. And that celebration was beautiful, bro. Like him and KR, damn, they're crying. You got people in the crowd going crazy. The Usos get out of the ring, and they're like, their their families, uh, like like their legit families on the side of the ring. So they're like, you know, consoling them and whatnot. And I heard like after the cameras went off, like the Usos got a standing ovation. They've been champions for six hundred some days, bro. Like two years, two and a half years or something. Like. They're one of the greatest tag teams to ever do it. So for them to be a part of this classic main event match, first of all, to have a tag team match in general, main event, WrestleMania day one is historic. And this match showed why this is you're able to do it. And the fact that they put them in this position and they delivered should show everyone that tag team wrestling is premium stuff. Right. So, again, day one, amazing, outstanding. Now, day two, we'll go a little quicker because, uh, whoa, not as good. Day one, amazing. Let's talk about day two. Day two, first one, we got Brock Lesnar against Omos. Omos, a big waste of space. Omos is garbage. I'm tired of these people trying to really fight for Omos. Omos is like seven foot six. He's a big ass dude. I get it. He's trash in the ring. Garbage. I mean, stiff as hell. And so the only thing interesting about this is because you've never seen Brock be the small guy in a match. So that's the only intrigue to this entire thing. So I'd say they wrestled for about five, 10 minutes, maybe. And honestly, it was entertaining, way more entertaining than I thought it would be. I'm going to be honest. I was not expecting much out of this match, but you kind of got to see Brock, Brock Lesnar is underrated. Like dude is one of the greatest sales in history. Like, when I say sell, meaning if I if I use a move against Brock Lesnar, if I punch Brock Lesnar and he's like acting like it hurt, that's called selling. And so Brock Lesnar is one of the greatest sellers in history when he wants to be. Um, and so like if you go back, watch old Brock Lesnar, like bro, dude sold better than anybody, anybody. And in this match, you kind of got to see him do that again, like almost just throwing him around and you could you look like some of that shit really hurt, like. Um, you've never seen Brock just get thrown around or manhandled. So it was cool to see that. It was cool to see like that different side of Brock playing like the vulnerable side of the match. But at the end of the day, um, Brock hits Omos with the F5. It was really cool to see Brock even get that dude up. Like, um, Omos is like four something, like 400 and some pounds. So to get him up and then be able to do the F5 was super impressive. Brock wins. Um, and a solid match. Like, it, it did its job. Yeah, that was an attraction match. That was not supposed to be a five-star classic or anything like that. That was just for an attraction. Um, and I guess it did its job, I guess. I'd give it a six out of ten. wasn't great. Uh, four-way tag, four-way women's tag showcase. Ugh. 
Yeah, this might be the worst match of the other card, to be honest, of the entire event. Honestly, it was garbage. It was Ronda Rousey, uh, Shayna Blazer, Shayna, Shayna Baszler. Then you had uh, Liv Morgan and uh, Raquel. Then you had, um, damn, why am I? That, this is how forgettable the match was. Um, but yeah, it just wasn't a good match at all. Chelsea Green. And um, I forgot, I'm forgetting them now. Um, but the match was bad. Like the the literally Ronda. I just want to say the finish. Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler wrestled maybe 15 seconds, like combined. Like not just each combined in the match. The match was probably like 10 minutes long. Them two wrestled for about 15 seconds, and they won the match. That's how bad it is. Ronda got tagged in once. Put an arm bar on um, someone, I forgot who, and won the match. The girls hopped out. Like, it was awful. It was a terrible match. It honestly set the women's tag division back. And this is, again, I know no one wants to say it, but this is what I'm talking about when I say the women's roster is not deep. The women's roster has about six women who are elite, and the rest are not good at all to be honest, at this wrestling thing. They might have a cool little character, but when you get in that that ring and that bell rings, it's a tough watch. It's a tough watch. That that match was awful. I'll give it a four out of ten. The next one. Now, damn it, this is my match right here. This is is my match of of the weekend right here. We have my man Gunther, the ring general. The Intercontinental Champion, Gunther, versus Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus. Now, if you know me, you know, I'm 6'6", I'm pushing three, 300, you know what I mean? Um, athletic build, I just want to be the clear. But I love seeing the, the big guys wrestle. Now, don't get me wrong. Again, I just shit on Omos and Brock's match. What I mean, big guy wrestle, I mean big dudes who can actually wrestle, who can do anything they want in the wrestling ring, and they hit hard. Like, they don't hold their punches. They don't try to make sure everyone looks the same way they walked in. And when they leave, they want to scar some people up. They want to put, they want to show that this was a physical-ass match. And this match delivered, bro. Like, I've never seen that many chops in my life. Just like... If you, if you know shops, like they're just like literally slapping your chest, it like hurts like hell. Um, similar folks are not not sure about what that is. Think of Ric Flair when he chops somebody woo, and slaps their chest. But uh, Gunther has the best chop in the game. It's better than Ric Flair's. It's the greatest chop of all time. And Gunther is just Gunther's my favorite wrestler. Like my favorite wrestler to this right now is Gunther. Again, I spoke about in our last wrestling review, Gunther, if you don't know his gimmick, his gimmick is that I am the ring general. I am the old school. I am bring, bringing old school wrestling back, right? I have his gimmick. Is, he basically says a lot. I am trying to regain the, the purity of this sport we call wrestling. So he wears very basic gear. Very basic looking guy. Looks like a dude you see from Austria or one of them, you know, Slavic countries or whatever in the Baltic or something. Looks like a basic guy, right? 
but he's six four, right? And he walks with pride. Also, his entrance, my God, that shit was amazing. Like, and the beautiful thing about Gunther, again, his his gimmick, his gimmick is that I don't need all these, I don't need these pyro, I don't need the pyro, I don't need the the shit flying up in the air when I come out. I don't need, you know, smoke and no, no, no. He literally has a guy say his name and he stands there and then the spotlight comes on him and he walks to the mat, walks to the ring and beats the hell out of somebody. I love that. Like, sure, I love, you know, the light, the lits, the glitz and the glamour and all that stuff. But sometimes I just want to do to just beat the hell out of somebody. And that's what Gunther does. And that's what Seamus does. That's what Drew does. So it was beautiful to see these three dudes, historically talented big guys, fight for the Intercontinental Championship, which the Intercontinental Championship is the, that's like the wrestlers, wrestlers, uh, the wrestling fans championship, basically. Like, if you love, like, technical, true wrestling, you're going to you're gonna be a huge fan of the Intercontinental Championship because they usually give that to, like, their best wrestler in the company. Now, Roman Reigns is amazing. He's the, t- the top champ. But, like, the best wrestler in WWE right now is Gunther, and he has the Intercontinental Championship, and he's actually had it for, I want to say, a year now, and he's, he's approaching the record for how long you can uh, anyone's ever had the Intercontinental Championship. So uh, to sum it all up, Gunther wins. He defeats both of them in an amazing match. Amazing. Like, I, I want to watch that again. Um, I'll watch that again when I can. Like, I would give this one a 9 out of 10. It was amazing. Uh, just the physicality and just the the storytelling. Drew and Sheamus are like best friends going back to like early 2000s, but they're fighting each other to try and win the championship. But they're also like trying to team together a little bit to beat this unstoppable force that is Gunther. Amazing match. Um, I would suggest if you can just Google Gunther, like Google YouTube Gunther. And he's an amazing wrestler and everything he does matters. Uh, his finishing move is a power bomb, very basic. But trust me, when you see it, you'll be like, damn, golly. Like, it looks like it hurts. Um, okay, moving on. We got Asuka and Bianca Belair fighting for the Women's Championship, the Raw Women's Championship. Amazing match. Really one of the better Asuka matches I've seen. Anybody knows me, I'm not an Asuka fan. I think she's, a, I think she's great. But I think she's a little overrated also, though. Like, sometimes they be... Like, a lot of people on the internet talking about she should have beat Bianca. I'm like, the nigga, what? Like, have you watched? Like, no. Like, Asuka's cool, and she's cool when she's added into stuff. But, like, when it's one-on-one, like, for a championship, I'm sorry, I don't want to watch uh, Asuka championship reign. But I don't. Like, Bianca is the, the John Cena of wrestling right now. Like, think John Cena in, like, the like late 2000s, early 2010s era. Like that's how OD was. That's how Bianca is right now. And I'm loving it. Honestly, she puts on great matches. It's not like she's just some person who walks out there and has trash matches. No, she's had classics. Some of the greatest women's matches of all time. A lot of them include Bianca. The one last year, WrestleMania, with her her and Becky, one of the greatest women's matches ever. Right, her and Sasha Banks the year before, another uh, classic match. Right, the girl puts in bangers, so I'm glad to see her win. Uh, Oscar's cool, but she's just not like that for me. So I'm glad to see Bianca have the title. And honestly, I would love to see Bianca versus Rhea Ripley. Like that's a dream match to me because they know each other 
they used to fight each other back in NXT. So they got mad history. Um, so I, I'm looking forward to that if that comes down the line. Next, we had Edge versus Finn Balor. Won't spend too much time on this. Cool little, you know, cool little match. I was a little pissed that Edge didn't come out to the brood music. He came out to his regular music, which I was like, eh, I mean, uh, I'm kind of over that. Uh, I would have loved if you get that brood. I'm telling you, go look up uh, The Brood, WWE The Brood, um, on Spotify or Apple Music, whatever you have. It just slaps, bro. It just slaps. Um, but yeah, him and Finn Balor had a cool little match. Finn Balor actually, like, legit got his head uh, busted open, so they had to, like, stop the match, which kind of threw off the momentum of the match. Um, so I kind of got a dock a little bit of points there. It was in the Hell in a Cell. So they did a solid job, but it wasn't was anything groundbreaking. Um, but it did its job. I'll give it about six and a half. Oh, Bianca Belair and Oscar, I'll give it a seven and a half. Um, I'd give it more of an eight, Bianca and Oscar, but I kind of wished, I, you know, again, I'm not an Oscar fan, but like to beat Oscar, Bianca hit her with the KOD, which is her finisher, and only hit her with her hit her with it once. Like I kind of wanted to see her hit hit her once, try to pin her. You know, Oscar kicks out. She got to do it again and then maybe finish it. But just to do it once, it was kind of like, all right, Oscar's supposed to be this great person, you know, some big time wrestler. But she gets hit with the KOD once and it's done. I don't know. I don't even think Becky went out with just one KOD. So, uh, yeah, but I'll give that a seven and a half edge versus Finn Balor. I give it six and a half. And then our finale. Last match of the of the event, Cody Rhodes. Versus the Tribal Chief, Roman Reigns. I thought this match was amazing. First, we got to start with the entrances. The entrances were amazing. Like the way these guys came out, um, Cody came out. His music is amazing. Like his music is like a classic rest, good guy wrestler's music. Uh, he has some words that like the whole crowd can say can say at one time, which is really cool. Kind of gives you goosebumps. Uh, he came in like he rose up to the stage. It was really cool. Um, had some cool little gear. Like, it was cool. But man, Roman's entrance, bro. Like he had five pianos and five different piano players playing like the intro to his music. And it was like, like very like menacing, but definitely big, like final boss vibes. And he walks out, his music hits and you know, Roman, Roman going to take 30 minutes to get to the, get to the ring, bro. That nigga walk, nigga takes his sweet time to get to the ring. Uh, it just like he, hey, he's the goat. He can do that. But yeah, it just like his whole entrance just had a swag about it. That's what I love about Roman the most. Like back in the day, Roman was just like this very like cookie cutter. Like, he's like you could tell he wanted to be the big dog and bad guy, but just you just didn't believe it. But now, like his swag is is crazy. Like, how dismissive he is of just like the crowd and Cody himself is crazy. But yeah, he walked to the to walk to the ring, hella swag. You just thought like, okay, if, if you're playing a video game and this dude walks in and you get to the last level and this dude walks out, yeah, like you're gonna, you're gonna like, ah, damn. Like, how the hell am I supposed to win? You know, I felt like that's how Cody probably felt. Um, so yeah, dude, swag in the ring, even the introductions. They introduced uh the ring announcer introduces Cody and you're like, Cody Rose, and it's like crowds going crazy. And then she starts to do Roman. The crowd just booing the hell out of Roman. And Roman's just like smiling. He got both his both his titles in his hands. 
He's like walking around the ring like, oh, really? Oh, okay, y'all going to boo me? Okay, what's whatever. I'm the champ. It's whatever. You know, and he like just so dismissive of all this stuff. He's kind of like, all right, I know I'm the GOAT. I'm about to smash this dude and go back home. Like that's how his body language was was saying basically. So, yeah, the match in itself, amazing. Um, another classic Roman match. If you've seen Roman matches before, he usually cheats. He usually gets help from the bloodline. I've seen people cry about it on the internet. Why is he cheating? I'm like, bro, have you ever watched wrestling in your life? The bad guy always cheats. That's just the way it is. And if he has a faction with them, they always come out and help. That's just, that's wrestling one-on-one, right? Ric Flair, he had the four horsemen. The four horsemen always came out and helped, right? Like NWO, uh, Hollywood, Hulk Hogan, the NWO would come out and help him and get he'd win. Like, that's just the way wrestling goes. Like, people are idiots sometimes. They're like, why is he using the low blow? Why are they coming out and helping him? He shouldn't need help. I'm like, bro, what are you talking about? He's the bad guy. He's not trying to prove that he can win a, a pure match you know, with technical, no, he's just trying to get a dub and get up out of there. That's it. Right. And he did that. Like the cool thing was, um, you know, they're going at it. They, it's a really good match back and forth. And the Usos come out and they start helping Roman, you know, the classic ref gets hit accidentally and falls, basically dies. You know, how ref, referees are, they basically just die when they get barely kicked. So that gives the opportunity for the Usos to come in, uh, hit, Cody with the 1D, basically, if you know wrestling, for all you like older wrestling fans back in the day, Attitude Era, if you know the Dudley Boys and the 3D, the Usos use that same move. They just call it the 1D just because if you know the, the bloodline, they hold up one, like day one, it's, one is a big part of the thing. But anyways, they hit him with the 1D. Cody uh, is out, right? Roman thinks he got it. He's like, bet, I got another win. Pins him, one, two, damn near three. Cody kicks out. Okay, cool. Now um, the Usos come back in, I think, if I'm getting it correct. Usos come back in, they start cheating again. But then Sammy and Kev, Kevin, the two people who just beat the Usos the night before for the tag team championships, come to help Cody. They start beating up on the Usos. They actually hit, I think, um, Kevin hit Roman Reigns with the stunner, Stone Cold stunner. And they, the Usos and Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn fighting each other. They both go out and they both exit together, but they're all fighting each other. And then, yeah, so you think the match is over. Also, by the way, Solo Sokoa came out with Roman. He kind of started cheating as well. The ref saw it, though, kicked him out. But then at the end of the match, you think – so uh, Cody Rhodes finally gets the advantage on Roman. Hits him with the Cody cutter. Hits him uh, with his finishing move twice. And then is about to hit him that third time. Because he's like, it's Roman Reigns. I can't just hit him with once. I can't hit him with this once or twice. I got to hit him one more time. And I think I got it. But on that third time, Solo comes in. Like has like a hoodie on. I don't know. I mean, it wasn't. We all know who it was. But, um, but he comes in with the hoodie on. Hits uh, Cody with the, if you, again, all my older wrestling fans, you know, remember Umaga and he had the thumb and he would like jam it in your neck. It was kind of a trash finishing move, but it kind of looked cool when Umaga did it. Solo does it. Solo's related to Umaga, paying homage to him. Anyways, he does it, hits Cody with it. Um, I want to say 
Cody, I want to say Roman did something else to Cody and then pinned him or just pinned him right after that wins and Cody uh, loses, which was a surprise to a lot of people. I'm not going to lie. It was a surprise to me. I thought this was the match. I thought this was the event where we end the Roman Reigns era. But damn it, I may be in the in the minority here. I'm kind of happy. I think this is one of the, this is the greatest title reign of all time. It is included the greatest storyline of all time in the bloodline uh, and Sami Zayn and then Kevin Owens and all that involved. So I'm not mad at him winning. It kind of did feel like we hyped up and kind of gave a lot of stuff to Cody with no adversity. So, it, I mean, he won the Royal Rumble, folks. Like he run, he beat Seth Rollins. I want to say three times, uh, didn't lose to him once, tears his uh, pectoral tendon or something with his pec, comes back, wins the Royal Rumble, and then loses in WrestleMania? It's kind of like, uh, I don't know, bro. And maybe, again, I trust Triple H, but I'm also scared because Vince McMahon is back in, in action. So he could mess all this up, right? He could fumble the bag big time. And I feel like, I feel like Vince is the type of dude to be like, I'm racking it. Like WWE is as hot as it's ever been. Why would I take the title off of my biggest, you know, my biggest cash cow, which is Roman Reigns. So I'm a little worried about that. But overall, I thought it was a great finish. Thought it was maybe the right move. We'll see. Um, I think Cody's fine. I don't think he's buried from now on. I think he'll be fine. He actually has some adversity now. He has to come back. Um, so that'll be interesting to see. But overall, man, day one, amazing. Day two, pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, actually, I, I didn't even mention Shane McMahon coming back and tearing his his damn quad trying to wrestle The Miz in the middle of the match. Shane comes out, tears his quad, can't wrestle. Thankfully, Snoop Dogg kind of improvises, smacks uh, the Miz, and then does the the most unathletic people's elbow I've ever seen in my life. I mean, it was, it was like a dead body. It was like a zombie running and trying to do the people's elbow. It was like I thought Snoop was athletic, but Jesus, that was bad. But anyways, it was funny, so it kind of made up for the segment and how awkward it was to see Shane just hurt himself uh, like 10, 10 seconds into a match. But overall, great WrestleMania. Like, very memorable. I thought last year was amazing. Last year, we had Stone Cold Steve Austin came back, right? Like, we had some amazing matches last year. Uh, But this one, I'm I'm giving the cake on this one. Like, I'm giving, first of all, this is Gunther's first WrestleMania. So I'm going to give that points. Uh, Charlotte and Rhea delivered way better than I thought it would. I give it points there. the Cody Roman match smacked way better than the uh, Roman Reigns Brock Lesnar match last year at WrestleMania. Um, the obviously the Sammy and KO versus Usos, amazing, right? That's that story finally gets to end on a great note. Um, and yeah, I just thought overall it was just a better, better WrestleMania. And I honestly think historically we would look back on this WrestleMania, WrestleMania 39 is a top five WrestleMania of all time. There's been 39 of them. So that's extremely high praise, extremely high praise. But yeah, folks, um, great WrestleMania. I hope you guys got to see it. If not, I hope you got to check out the highlights and everything. Um, but yeah, again, hit me up. 
My Twitter is at Worldwide Willis. I'm in the Facebook group. If you've got any questions or thoughts on WrestleMania or wrestling in general, hit me up. Uh, a couple a couple folks have done that on the on the Facebook group. I appreciate it. I'm always happy to talk about wrestling. It's always dope to see people talk about wrestling, especially black folks, right? We're a huge part of the wrestling community that doesn't get to speak up as much just because sometimes there's a little bit of it, you know, that like wrestling for kids. So I can't talk about it when actually it's not for kids. Like this wouldn't be a billion dollar company if it was for kids. <laughs> right. Um, but anyways, I am thankful to talk about wrestling. I am thankful to talk about WrestleMania here today. And thank you for listening to Wrestling with Worldwide. Thank you.